Hi guys, welcome back to the Blue Podcast number 15 uh, with me, Tom, and my other host, Ben. How you doing, Ben? I'm good. <laughs> and uh, we've got his dad, Stuart, here to talk about Manchester City. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you for all the support lately. We hit 300 subscribers yesterday or two days ago. Uh, greatly appreciate all the support lately. And our last seven videos have hit 100 views, which again is, is massive. So uh, to the 65% of people who do watch our videos and aren't subscribed to the channel, please do hit the subscription below. We would greatly appreciate it. We upload these Thursday, 4 p.m. Check out our merch. I'm not wearing it currently. Uh, yeah. Benny, you wearing it? <laughs> That's not good, is it? That's a good advert. <laughs> <laughs> mine's, mine, mine's in the wash, unfortunately. Ah, and, uh, I emerged, but we wouldn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, check out at the Blue Podcast one on Twitter and message us if you want to come on. All right. Uh, all the whack stuff out of the way. Um, how do you guys think this weekend went in terms of expected? Some Some teams were performing better than we thought maybe they would like um, the uh, first game of the season I thought Wolves are looking handy yeah they did look good Everton looking handy mm-hmm. um, me and my dad watched the Tottenham documentary and right, right, right at the end of it it's like hopefully we start next season better than this season <laughs> it just didn't, that didn't happen no. uh, good documentary though mm, I'm on uh, episode 4 I think right I haven't quite yeah. finished it yet. Um, I thought uh, Everton looked really good in their game. Uh, <laughs> compact, solid, Ancelotti-esque. And they've made three midfield signings, which massively helped their team. Yeah. Hamas Rodriguez looks quality, doesn't he? Yeah, his pass. He, I don't think he missed a, pass, a good yeah. pass. It was... Not something that can be said of ha- uh, habits. Yeah, we can get on to that in a sec. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought Leeds played really well. Oh, yeah. Your, your city man at left wing scored a, yeah. a phenomenal goal. Jack Harrison, is it? Yeah. 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 yeah I remember Kieran going on about it. And Brad, actually. Because <laughs> you're like, he's, just, he's on loan from City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not playing a game in the first team, but it's like, he's a City guy. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I th- were Leeds unlucky to get not get a draw there or I think Liverpool were the better side I mean I mean it was a pen but yeah it's uh it's Liverpool isn't it <laughs> um, but I think I think they played well enough to get a draw but like you say mm. Liverpool probably edged it overall um but yeah it's uh, one of them ones where it's kind of Sort of expect Liverpool to grind out of yeah. that kind of game at the moment. Mm, definitely, they always seem to just about yeah. get that goal in the 90th minute. You just know it. Mm. It's like a well, yes, yeah, so all they did last season, like they didn't play the best football. Like City probably played the best football, but yeah. they won one nils. They won two ones. Yeah, all the time. True. Yeah, taking my jumper off. Well, obviously City didn't play this weekend, but you've got who next weekend? Wolves away. Wolves away, big game. That's difficult. That's difficult. Yeah, um, but we'll talk about uh, us being Brighton three-one first. Yeah, uh, uh, I thought Brighton were the better team. Mm, I thought yeah. Lamptey 
the person we sold was the best player on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Reese James kind of proved, in what? a sense, cracking goal. Yeah, why he starts with Chelsea right back over Lamptey. And um, Kepa pro- proved why he's buying a goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, Kepa let the ball go underneath his arm. And... Yeah. <laughs> Havertz pinged it into the advertisement board. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of positives and a lot of negatives, but I've been no, told by many a Chelsea fan to, to wait and let, let the new boys do their thing. I mean, we had Pulisic and Ziyech injured. Still. Yeah, they've got, they've got a gel. They've got a gel. Hmm. So I was saying last podcast, it depends if it gel straight away or it takes time to gel. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, fair enough. Uh, how do you guys think you'll do next weekend against Wolves? City. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to that one because they're, <laughs> they're a strong team. Very strong team. Sorry, all right. Yeah. Tears apart. Like, uh, was it last season at home? They won 2 0, and it was just Traore just absolutely yeah. destroying our defence. Um, ben kept saying, We want Traore <laughs> to, yeah. to replace Sane because he's such a bulldozer. He's oh, just quality, yeah. He is good, very good player. It's not just that he's fast and strong, he's got a good end product. Yeah. He can, he can cross it and finish it really well. Mm. But obviously, a bit, a bit too expensive. I think, was it like 135 mil? Something like that, yeah. So, Ferran Torres for 20 mils, uh, not too bad. It's not terrible, I have to say. But, uh, um, if we had a, a new centre-back, hmm. I'd be a lot more confident for that match, but we don't. So, no. uh, well, probably... How are you guys thinking of going for Upamecano now, instead of Koulibaly? I mean, he's a decent centre-back. We just need a centre-back. But the only... Thing with him, I guess he's the commander um, in the Leipzig team, but he's only he's 21, so he's not got that experience like Kulabali does. It has, mm. and that's what we need. We need that leader with experience. But I mean, Upa Meccano couldn't turn into that. Yeah. So you think it might be a bit too early for to sign him? No, I think I think if we sign him, it's a fantastic signing because um, we need we just need a centre back. Mm. But. We definitely need a commander mm. at the back because they just seem to be playing for themselves. Well, not playing together. They're just playing individually all the time. There's no... Yeah. Co- just doesn't... Cohesion. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. I mean, Upa Meccano uh, might not be that straight away, but he, he probably will become that. So it'll probably be a good investment. And also he's a, cl- a quality defender anyway. So it'll yeah. help. It'll help it, even though he's not that yet, sort of thing. Um, but I, I just take any centre back that's half decent at the moment. Except <laughs> Phil Jones. Except Phil Jones. Well, he's not half decent, is he? <laughs> I saw a thing to them. What's it? Jose Jimenez uh, from Atletico. Oh, from Atletico. He'd be good. Yeah. Um, He'd be but, good. Like they were saying, oh, they're putting a bid, and then it was like, no, that's that's all bollocks. Like, yeah. So, but yeah, any any half decent centre back, I'd be happy with, basically. Uh, whether that's coming or not, I, I, well, I think they will, but who that is, I don't know. So, do you, do you think you'd still be 
did you think, you know, back when we were talking about at the start, when we were talking about how frail City were, mm. do you think, did you think you'd still be talking about needing another centre-back at this point? See, your season already started, you start, you're playing next weekend. Do you think that it would still be going on? Uh, I think, no, well, obviously, I would thought would have thought they would have got it wrapped up, but they're probably thinking, oh, Ake can do a job for there for now, maybe. But if they, if they don't, because they've got until, is it October 5th? If they don't get someone by then, it's a crime, basically. Because yeah. it's been so obvious since last summer where what we didn't replace. So if they don't replace it this transfer window, it's like, like, like what, are they, what are they seeing? Like, what are they not seeing? Like, mm. It's because it's so it's so obvious, like the problem area. But I think the city had set their mind on Koulibaly. Mm. They've just been going after him all the time, and Napoli have thought, right, we're just gonna do the one-upmanship and just delay it, delay it, delay it, delay it, try and take it to the wire to just get the best price for him. Mm. They should have started looking around for other options earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It might have got to the point that if they are to get anyone, it will be Cooler Belly because they just left it so late to look at anyone else. Mm. So they might end up paying that. Because I think that at the moment... What are you asking for him? Uh, I've been seeing it's, 75 million. Yeah, something like 80, 75 million, yeah. yeah. Um, and the first bid was like 65 plus five add-ons. And they were like, well, we want 70 plus five add-ons. And then apparently City... I just not if, if it's true I don't know don't know how true it is it might just take it with a pinch of salt mm. but if they're not willing to pay it an extra five mil when they're already paying 70 it's like I don't I don't know but I I guess they're playing hardball because of what happened with Jorginho and stuff so they're like well mm. you, you like we had an agreement with you but you let him go to Chelsea so we're gonna be dicks about this move like we're gonna mm. move it and you're gonna take this or nothing like but I think in the end <laughs> In the end, it's, it's their player, so they're going to pay that five, extra five mil, mm. whatever, if that's true, in the end. Mm. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh, have you got any other transfer rumours still flowing about? Uh, oh, we saw that Bellotti might be going to Spurs. Yes. Mourinho wants a striker. Um, Which is interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, but it's basically because what happened last year, it, we saw it in the documentary, if mm. they if their key players didn't get injured, I know you don't like Spurs, but they could have been getting top four. Probably. They, catching up on at one point, they were like one point behind. Yeah. And Kane got injured, Son got injured. Um, someone else got injured. I think it was like Sizoko lost and like people like that, key players. Mm. And they just, they had nothing up front. Um, well, that was what well, I've said to some people about Liverpool this season. If they lose Van Dijk, if they lose Salah, if they lose Mane, yeah, their team will just not work the same. But they, they, you could say the same about them last season. But yeah, so I know that's what I'm saying. Injury. That's what I'm saying. They can't do it two seasons in a row without um, backup. But unless they get really lucky again, which they could. But the odds would be a, yeah. But the odds would be stacked against them. Yeah, true. They, did it to get, they got to the final Champions League two seasons in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Well, luck must be right now. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. 
but the way football works, he probably won't get an injury. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting with that documentary as well, because it's kind of Mourinho spent the whole documentary trying to make them more aggressive, basically. Yeah, I remember. Um, yeah. And me and my dad were talking about him, like saying, it's not because with the one with Pep, he's like dead supportive and stuff with him all the time. And obviously, he has a go to them when he needs to. But with Mourinho, he wants the, that internal conflict to sort of make them demand more of each other and take more responsibility. But it, when that works, it really works. When it doesn't work, you lose a dressing room like he has mm. in his past two clubs. So maybe maybe he's he's just waiting to find the team that can do what he wants, and then there'll be yeah. But maybe if it was changed from when he tried, it was Chelsea yeah. Porto. True, true. As we've been saying for the last few weeks. Yeah, but I mean, um, yeah, Tottenham because they needed that um, change. Oh, yeah, they needed that change, change in um, sort of management, so they, to get that sort of uh, what's it called determination back and that drive because they just lost it after the Champions League final last year. Yeah, they did. They lost that and they were like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> so that's why we went to pot. So they needed that change to yeah. sort of refocus them and like re, um, reset. Reset them, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it would be tough <clears throat> having been with a manager for so long and then getting so close to kind of find what... <clears throat> they are professional footballers, so people will say, so what, they lost a the final, they should be still putting 100% in every week. Yeah, but yeah. There are yeah, a few wonder yeah, that it is, yeah. it is difficult. That's going to be hard and tough mentally. Isn't it? Yeah, like, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, they are human. Yeah, like, so, they are like, on ridiculous money, but if you think about it on like the human level, they've been working since they were what, like 10, let's say, yeah, for that, for that moment and lost. So it's kind of like, oh, but you have to go, like you have to go again, but it's difficult when you've got, you had the same manager for a long time. Mm. Oh, what do you think of that, Stuart? Um, yeah, um, well, me and Ben both rate Pochettino and <laughs> When Pep goes, we love him to take over at City. Um, and watching that Tottenham um, all or nothing program, I it wouldn't suit me to be managed in the way that that uh, Mourinho is managing because he encourages the players to fall out and argue with each other. And you you saw you saw some serious arguments. Um, there was some on the pitch, weren't there? When oh yeah. Maurice to Son. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that that cannot help gel the team. You've got to get a team. Yeah, fire them up, but you've got to be working your socks off for each other. Mm. So if, you, if you're arguing with each other, you've, you're going to think, sod you, you know, I'm not going to run for that ball. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's, this comes, it, the psychology of it comes into that because I obviously, I'm your son, so I take, I'm exactly the same. 
but they say there's the managers have to be different with different players. Yeah, I can I appreciate that because I know um, Wayne Rooney used to say he loved having a kick up the arse when he was not playing well. Yeah. You know, when Ferguson balled him out, it pepped him up and he went out and did the business. But yeah. um, on an individual, well, I can't understand why he would be encouraging players to to have a go at each other. Yeah, well, it, he said when they came in, he was like, well, I, I really like this because obviously, like, you know, yeah. a couple of months ago, one or two months ago. Yeah. It didn't help. I don't think it helps. If you just yeah. And he was like, if you take it in the right way, it's good. But for me, it's just. There you go. <laughs> Pause it. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Little break. Uh, right. We were talking about Spurs and yeah. how they managed. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, for me. Uh, like it just it just wouldn't work. Uh, I, like I'm the sort of guy, player who I'm guessing my dad's the same when he was younger. That you just need just just a well done. It's more like positive. Yeah, positive feedback. You just that's that's what you want. You don't want come on, get you know. Yeah, I mean they could say like yeah you done well there and there, but you need to improve on yeah, that. Yeah. And that's fine, but to just ball people out and get yeah. players balling at each other in the change, it's just it's going to work for quite a lot of players. I don't think really? Son, Son wasn't happy, was he? No. Because he doesn't like conflict in no. the changing room. No. But he's an absolutely amazing player. Oh, he's quality. Mm, yeah, I think he suppose his best, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, better than Kane uh, in terms of quality of play obviously yeah, everything yeah. Apart, literally everything apart from putting the ball in the back of the net yeah but yeah for me with me if I was balled out it just it just turned me off because I would just be like well I, I don't really want to work for this this coach anymore because he's, mm. he's a dickhead you know I just, like I just I wouldn't really want to try um which happened at um Kieran's probably told you about this that when we went to um, Stockport Georgians uh, during college, and like so, I was like, "Oh, Kieran, you want to, you know, enjoy it?" And he was like, "Yeah." So we went, and the coaches were just dicks, basically. I couldn't stand them, and like so, I just didn't. I just couldn't be asked trying when I played, but because he, he was just, uh, he just wasn't a good coach. Mm. Uh, and then, like, obviously, I ended up ended up leaving, and then. So Kieran, I think he played a couple more games, but then, like, so there's other people from our school that joined, and he started benching them and playing the younger players. So, and that, the, the players that he was benching were decent players. Mm. He, was, he was just a bit of a dick, the coach. So you're relating that to Mourinho? Yeah, basically. Like, so, because he, so obviously with other players, him being like that probably might have worked, mm. i.e., Rooney or someone like that but with me it's just yeah it's a difficult one because like obviously you want to treat the team as a collective but then you've also got the individuals that you have to treat that mm. way so I, I, I have the impression that uh, the Klopp is one of those that encourages his players all yeah. the time yeah and doesn't have them shouting at each other you know yeah. obviously um, I presume behind closed doors he will have a stern word with one or two, but he's not going to be just yelling at people. 
It's, it's always positive. Yeah. Fair enough. I'd say the same with Pep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can say it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going to take this more. Uh, obviously, I didn't grow up playing football. I grew up playing rugby. Uh, probably, maybe just slightly different personalities with rugby and football in terms of rugby. You get the best out of your, well, from my experiences, you get the best out of your player by getting them out, like revving them up, getting them psyched, getting them out there. And probably giving them a hard time, but obviously I haven't finished the the documentary, so I can't really say too much about it. But mm. I'd say with Pep, he kind of does a bit of both. He does get mm. on them quite hard. He can get very hard on them. But then obviously having that soft side like Klopp, it, it, it's helpful because you don't know, because not the entire change room will be... Uh, enjoy a specific one some people might need to kick up the arse some people might yeah. need yeah, to be nice to so that's why I'd say Pep probably is the best manager in the world right now because he probably gets the best of both worlds yeah yeah, I suppose obviously like, Mourinho who just wants to who thinks that getting up someone's arse the whole time is the best yeah, option but it, yeah like his, his attitude is the one that you're saying like is um, good for rugby. That's his attitude mm. all the time. And yeah, I, yeah. It's not I, obviously, someone else will say something different, but for me personally, and, and my dad, I guess it, it's not not for me. Yeah. Um, are we going into the uh, city part? Yeah. I was going to yeah. ask uh, Tom there. What did you What did you make of Klopp's uh, criticism of Chelsea? Well, Spending loads of money. Um, well, I think that was totally out of order. All the big teams spend that kind of money. I saw it. I saw yeah. a stat. Did you, did you see uh, Lampard's reply? No. Basically, he said so. Klopp obviously targeted Chelsea for spending 200 odd million when Liverpool are the team that, you know, they show that card where it's only the last four transfer windows, the, the yeah. biggest spenders, and includes Liverpool 25 million. Fair enough. Last four transfer windows, you, have, you spent 25 million. Yeah. But the two transfer windows before that, you spent 270 million. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I, saw, I saw a stat, and it was like Liverpool's team that started, and Chelsea's team that started the last game, Liverpool's team was more expensive. Sure, it was. Like, so it's uh, ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, Chelsea were having to do a bit of a catch up, weren't they? After yeah. the transfer. Oh, we, we needed. We're, He's probably worried, Klopp, that teams mm. like Chelsea are spending this money to bridge the gap because it means yeah. he hasn't just got to beat City. He's going to start beating two teams a season or three teams a season. Mm. And he's made no... He's probably really annoyed at the board for not making any signings yet, apart from a backup left-back. So he wants Thiago, doesn't he? Yeah, I'm sure he does. He's a, he is also a fantastic player. You don't want to pay, what is it, 30 mil for him or something? Mate, I'd, I'd pay 30 mil for him and swap him for Jorginho. Yeah. He happily, happy days. I mean, I think Jorginho is not built necessarily for the Premier League. He had a decent game yesterday. Mm. Um, but I'd say Thiago is. He looked very physical, very good on the ball when he was playing for Bayern Munich when I saw him in the Champions League. Yeah. Uh, mm. Against Chelsea as well, he completely smashed us. So. 
Yeah. I think it's whenever a manager or like a fan or whatever is like, oh, you're, like, especially the top six clubs, you're spending too much money. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's just not, not an argument anymore, is no, it? Because yeah. every top six club spends money. That's it. Yeah, I mean, we spoke about this um, with City and Chelsea sort of being villainized. Yeah. But, like, because it has had a more of an effect on City than Chelsea and on City and the, the other top six. But that's not to say that the other top six hasn't spent money. They've spent ridiculous amounts of money at every team uh, in the top six. So it's. it's you know, it broke the transfer budget. Recently with Pogba, didn't they? At first, yeah. Another top six team spending money. Uh, they want they want to spend what ninety five million on on Sancho now. And that's another team. Why is Klopp lost late? Yeah, they're spending yeah. more money on a single player. If you look at, if you look at, this isn't saying United spend more than us, but like if you look at the top ten transfers in the Prem, I think is it like four or five of United? It will be. So. I think there's only one that's City, and that's De Bruyne or Rodri or someone like that. Yeah. So, and then Chelsea have a couple in, might be Arsenal or something, or Spurs or. It might be Spurs, they don't spend money. Maybe Liverpool. Yeah, true. But yeah, <laughs> it's like there's a few others, but like, yeah, it's, it's just the, it's just, you just can't say it, really. No. No, the fans always come back to oh, you're buying the title, you're buying this, that, and so. yeah. And it's it's been levelled by well, fans all the time, hasn't it? Depending on which teams at the top. So, mm. but United were spending massive amounts of money twenty years ago. Mm. They've had success for all that long length of time. Nobody else could afford to pay anything like that. Mm. Did they pay thirty million for uh, Ferdinand? And that was a ridiculous amount of money. That was rich for the time, yeah. Is I don't know like, what pro rata that would be now, but they've been spending that kind of money for years. Yeah. And then suddenly they're not doing so well, so every other team's buying the title, but it's, mm. it's, it's not... Um, it's not... Uh, well, it's like 27 million for Rooney, and, and today that's probably 50-odd million, whatever, you know? It's mm. bonkers money. At the time. But, yeah. <coughs> if there was fair... I mean, I don't know whether this financial fair play is going to carry on or not, but if there was financial fair play 20 years ago when United were buying players for that kind of money all the time, they'd have been <laughs> in trouble every year. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, even... but I've got to say this before, with Chelsea, we've actually stayed within financial fair play while signing these players. Yeah. Uh, of so that happy. even though it's obviously slacked this season, yeah, where he can go, because obviously we had that ban for for dealing with. Uh, um, it's going to sound weird, whatever I say. The youth, uh, <laughs> um, youth players, youth players. Yeah, that's better. Oh, and <laughs> what are you uh, saying? What are you going to say? <laughs> nah, I shouldn't say it. <laughs> uh, and so we, we kind of want to spend the money, but also go thank you almost for that transfer ban last season because it's meant we've been able to grow home, do home growing, if that makes sense, yeah. and then buy loads of decent players, this like good players this season. Whereas let's say we'd spent money last summer, probably would have made one big ish signing, so we'll try and replace Hazard. 
and then yeah. and this season we don't even really make one big signing. Whereas this season we've been able to make huge marquee signings. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I, in your favour as well that you've had a year to be looking at all these players and and watching them and you know weighing up exactly who you want to go for because normally you, you've got a window and you have to make a decision pretty quick but mm. Chelsea have had a long time to be able to sort of look at the whole whole market haven't they mm. oh, yeah and, and also kind of throughout the season evaluate where we really need reinforcements and we literally have done like slotted all the holes pretty yeah. much all we need is a keeper to come through and then maybe next season another centre back to replace Thiago Silva yeah, that's coming as well, isn't it, the keeper? So yeah, he's he's having his medical, I think, next couple of days. Mm. So I guess the same point for that if financial fair play was a thing back then, like when Abramovich first came in at Chelsea and they spent that money. Yeah, yeah, it would have been wouldn't have been allowed. But I, well, it's one of those things. It's like you can't really say stuff in hindsight because it wasn't no. a thing then. But you know, you, you can still say it for sort of that way for fans to say oh you, you know. the teams have been spending massive amounts for years yeah yeah if you're a fan say, oh, the title, well, it's like well back then same thing so you know it's yeah it's like you just can't really say it anymore because it's uh, obviously you could if you're outside the top six yeah in the top six <laughs> half of one well, but I mean I think I think I think the gap between teams and the top six is Shrinking. Oh yeah. Sheffield United, Wolves, Everton looking really good. Yeah. Like nice. these are teams that could easily push for fifth. And uh, it'd be I'm very I'm really interested to see how this season goes. It's gonna be really interesting this season. It's gonna be quite yeah. well, I think I hope it's gonna be quite exciting. I hope that there isn't a runaway in Liverpool again. Mm, exactly, exactly. You kinda kinda want it would be nice first. to see three or four teams having a you know a bit of a battle up there. Yeah, exactly. You want first to be a battle, fourth to be a battle, fifth to be a battle, and the top and relegation to be a battle. Mm-hmm. Whereas last season it was just top four and relegation. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully City end on top, but <laughs> uh, yeah. I've already I've already predicted you two, so I can't we'll I can't see it if we don't get a centre back. Unless unless Ake steps up. But we we if we don't get a centre back, we're just gonna we're gonna be just as poor defensively as we were last season. So we're gonna lose as many games as we did last season, basically. Yeah. I think yeah. anyway. So <laughs> well, uh, we've spoken a lot about the current and present. Let's start taking Stuart back, kind of <laughs> in time as we have done before. Uh, let's start off with your earliest memory of, of Manchester City. Mm. I've got to start racking my brains a bit here because it was a long time ago. Um, right, so probably late 60s. I was born in 61. Mm. So late 60s is the time when both Manchester teams were doing really well. That was, a, that was that the previous successful period, wasn't it? It was where both Manchester teams were doing well. So United have got the... European Cup in 68 and then City won the title in 69 um, mm. then the year after they won the European Cup winners Cup or something and they, yeah. they were both really good teams um, and at the time there wasn't 
so much football on TV. So, you know, he didn't get to see all these teams. He just got to see, I think it was just one match on a Sunday they showed. Match of the day, yeah, yeah. It was oh. called the big match or something like that. And it was black and white. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, that was when United had the Bobby Charlton, George Best, Dennis Law, you know, all these, Brian Kidd, all these brilliant players. And George Best was unbelievable. And City had Colin Bell, Francis Lee, Mark Summerby, Neil Young. Um, so they were, they were both doing really well. And I think the thing that swung it for me, I just really liked Colin Bell. Mm. A, a midfield sort of maestro. He's, and that's the sort of player I always look at. You know, it's not usually the strikers. I like a player that plays midfield mm. and controls it with, I mean, he has a lot of flair and it wasn't common then. It was more, you know, the Leeds United's and the Chelsea's. <laughs> it was brute force. Leeds. Was, <laughs> yeah. Norman Hunter and Ron Harris were just, you know, they were Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Colin Bell was so good. I mean, he was like the De Bruyne mm. uh, at the time. Well, he's like the, before this successful period, like him along with Mike Summerby, Francis Lee and people, Colin Bell is like the city legend, isn't he? Yeah. Number eight on the back of the shirt and stuff. I mean, uh, people are, this is the one thing that hurts, I think, when people say, one, oh, you've, like, I think it's either like, you've got no fans or you're plastic fans. It's like, me and my dad, we're from <laughs> Manchester, been supporting City since we were young. It's like, we're, we're proper fans. It's not like we're just thought, oh, City started winning the title, we'll support them. Because I, I was started supporting before 2008. Yeah, that was... <laughs> That was a bit bad because we obviously had a long period of very, very uh, dire times in the third division. Or was yeah. it? What was it called? <laughs> <laughs> was it first division? But it was champ- Premiership, Championship, first division. Something like that. Yeah. That just that was unbelievable for us to drop so low. Yeah. Um, Why was it that you did drop so low? Just lost the. I don't know. There's, there was something not right. We just kept changing manager, kept changing manager, try somewhere else. Spent quite a bit of money. Um, you know, they were buying players for a million pound. I think City were the first club to spend a million pound on a player. Um, and we just bought badly, and we were just which. Desperately trying to keep up, and uh, I think they just the wheels just came off, and nobody knew exactly what to do. So it just uh, it was sad. Mm. It was sad. Um, yeah. To to fall so low, and United having all that success was like, mm. oh my god, this is mm. really bad. Um, but yeah, the other the other thing that hurts is when people are like, oh, you've got no history. It's like, yeah, fair enough. We've got not got as much history. But there is history there. There's, there's tons of history. It's just not yeah. as much success. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we... Uh, at the time, I suppose, in the sort of 70s, 80s, 
when you play, when we came up against Man United, it was a case of let's hope that we don't get stuffed. <laughs> if we get a draw, that's brilliant. Yeah. If we win, it was just unheard of. Mm. Whenever we played them, you just expected to get beat. Mm. Uh, anything better than a you know a three nil or four nil defeat was was a success for us then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, that sixties and seventies. Sorry, Karen Dad. Sorry, oh. uh, that sixties and seventies was around the time that it was that um, famous five one win and stuff, wasn't it? Back yeah, when we... the odd time when you when just for some fluke we just seemed to score oh, that... every shot we had. <laughs> right. And is that, uh, is that not in these successful periods. Uh, no. that, yeah, I think we probably had one or two games where we had managed to just win them. And you know, oh, right, okay. Just couldn't unbelievable, couldn't yeah. believe, you know. Yeah. Um, but obviously, recently, I mean, I think when it started to turn around, mm-hmm. and when I thought, actually, we might be able to start doing something here, was in Ericsson. Sven. Sven right. Warren was appointed manager, because yeah. I really liked him as England manager. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we started to do well. I think the first season, did he, Before, he, it was nine games or something, and it was like, yeah, well, it, it, that was the season before the takeover, and it ended right. sour with it ended sour with him because we got smashed eight one by Middlesbrough. Yeah, we did. But the first half of that season, he showed. I get because I've not really. I, yeah. It's two thousand eight, really, but I guess the first half of that season, he showed that we were able to play good football because we were yeah. in the top half of the table quite often. Yeah. And then Hughes came in, who was kind of just the, you know, yeah. uh, an average manager. <laughs> and he, they signed loads of players, um, but Hughes wasn't the, uh, wasn't uh-huh. the right manager or good enough manager to be able to get the best out of them. And then they brought Mancini mm. in, and he, mm. he, he, it, it clicked. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It clicked very well. I'm not sure which... Who was manager when Elano came to Sven? Sven. Sven. Yeah, Sven. Was that Sven? Yeah. Um, was that first quality player? Fantastic midfield maestro, and I, I was just yeah. like, oh, I just love watching him play. Yeah. Um, distributing it out. Um, it that cracking free kick where he kind of just uh, arrowed it into the top left. Yeah. Uh, you just you could see the seeds of something happening there, and then obviously. You've got to have the investment. You've got to be able to to spend money to get to get the quality together. And yeah, well, I guess I guess he was the because I, and Mike Richards was saying when they signed Sil- David Silva, uh, uh, that was like the first player he saw, and he was like, "We're getting quality in here." Yeah. Um, but I guess you could say that there was sort of a precursor to that was Ilano. Yeah. But the, the, I mean. It, even though we were like down in the third division or whatever, second division, we still had some quality players during that time. Like, uh, was it uh, King Cladsey and Sean Gota and stuff? Unbelievable, King Cladsey. Yeah. Georgian, was he? Georgian King Cladsey, but he was from Georgia, wasn't he? Uh, I can't remember. Something like that, yeah. He was from Georgia, yeah. Yeah, the, the quality there was so good. Yeah. It was like the it was like the beam of light in like the dark darker times, wasn't it? Expect any player like that to stay for longer, City though. Yeah, we just didn't have them sort of superstars. 
Oh, he was super. Oh, Ben's, I think Ben's frozen. <laughs> He's back. Um, He's back. There you go. No, I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, uh, what was your first game, do you remember? Um, well, Ben was just asking me about this. Um, I never went to see City in the, the great years of Colin Bell and mm-hmm. all the rest of it. And I never saw them until about 15 years ago, the first time I went. Um, it was, I think it was a midweek match. It was something like Aston Villa midweek. Uh, a mate of mine at work who had a season ticket just said, uh, oh, I can't go tonight. Do you fancy going? And I was, I'd never, <laughs> I know it sounds a bit strange, armchair supporter. So <laughs> but, um, I said, yeah, I'll go. And uh, it was the city of Manchester Stadium then. And I went up, it was a third tier walked in and it's just like I can't believe this stadium you know it's fantastic I mean I think I did go to Main Road once but it was for an England under 21 match when I was probably about 12 or 13 years old and uh, mm. that was quite amazing the, the atmosphere was fantastic yeah. but um, first time seeing City was probably midweek Aston Villa but yeah the atmosphere is uh, City can be brilliant, but it can also yeah. be very frustrating. City fans will not start cheering until they start winning. Yeah. They all sit there and go, right, do something, you know, and it's it's so frustrating. They don't get behind the team. But you like, can have, like, like, like say- other teams, they cheer them on from the, from the kickoff. Yeah. City have a bit of a sing at the start, and then it's quiet until they score. Yeah. And then we'll start supporting them, and it's just frustrating. Yeah, like they, they get, like you say, it, I guess that that was one of the criticisms when they did move to the Etihad that the atmosphere wasn't as good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this happens when you move to a new stadium, but obviously it's got better uh, recently. But like you say, it, it takes the, the until they score, they don't start cheering. But the, the, there is games where the atmosphere is fantastic yeah. like the the one we went to city the everton uh league cup semi-final yeah second yeah. leg yeah. we were two one down and aggregate one three one fantastic atmosphere yeah um the brian got injured which messed up our season but it was fantastic <laughs> uh, and then i remember watching um ev psg um champions league quarterfinal second leg it was nil nil and aggregate who won one nil I was on TV and I, the, the camera was shaking. The atmosphere looked fantastic. But yeah. they don't do it every game. They only do it for like... Yeah. The, like I think the best of Champions League. Right? It was against Hamburg, wasn't it? Yeah, that was when we were in Europa League. That When it started to turn around. I've never heard it so loud. Mm. I was like, what's going on here? Because City fans don't do that. But they can. Yeah. But, I think it, at that time, it was a shock that we were actually in Europe. Because it was, I think it was Hughes's first season. Right. They got into Europa League through, was it? Um, that, yeah, yeah, fair play. Um, the football fair play or whatever. But they got to the quarters. Uh, we, did we win 2 1, but we lost 4 3 in aggregate or something? Yeah. I it think, was, was that when. 
forgot his name now. He got sent off, didn't he? I won't. What's he called? What, 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 what position? Balotelli. Balotelli? No, no, no. That, that was before. That it was before. Right. You're thinking about, um, it was 2012 when we won the title. We were in the Champions League and we came third, so we dropped into the Europa League. All right. And we won 3-2 against Sporting in the second leg, but uh, we went out on aggregate. But Balotelli got sent off in that match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but that's, uh, that, that was an annoying match because... Yeah, mm. we just couldn't finish. Um, but yeah, mm. uh, as you like, but we we go um, like you're saying. You, I didn't go until I didn't know this actually until now. We can go fifteen <laughs> years ago, but we go we go quite <clears throat> go quite regularly now. Obviously, we can't now, but we go yeah. like two three times a year for Champions We get a FA Cup. Couple of FA Cup matches in some Champions League, mm. couple of league matches if it's not too expensive because it's bloody expensive. Yeah, fair enough. You can't, yeah. you can't say it's not, but um, yeah, it's um, yeah. Just a, a, when when I was little, it wasn't. It was never a question of actually going to watch a football game. It just didn't happen. Um, I don't know any any of my friends who used to go regularly to watch to watch football. To be honest, mm. cool. yeah. Lucky, my team was on the the one game that mm. was shown on a Sunday. <laughs> Would there be match of the day still? No, it wasn't on that. Show one match, didn't they? <laughs> well, I was wondering if they might show the highlights. When when did when did match of the day start? Oh, I'm not sure. Nineties, eighties. I don't know actually. I don't know. Yeah, they, there was certainly not the coverage you get today. Like, no, yeah, of course. I mean, they're currently trying to make every match in October on the TV for English football, I think, yeah. which is crazy. But, um, yeah, well, we, kind of, we literally kind of just touched on it, actually. I was going to ask you, what was your favourite ever game to go to and also to have watched, even if it was on the TV? Oh, uh, God, that's a question, isn't it? Uh, Shall I tell you when Match of the Day started? Well, 1964. 22nd of August, 1964. Right. I've just got the same page up as you. Yeah. <laughs> so, it must have just shown one match. There was a programme called The Big Match as well, but I think that's Match of the Day was a different thing. That's the one I used to watch on a Sunday. Mm. And it, it just popped up what you got. <laughs> it was like, this is the match. And you're like, hey, brilliant. You didn't even, you know, know what the game was going to be. And usually, like, Sheffield United nil, Everton nil. Gerald, <laughs> Gerald Sinster, you know. And oh, yeah. Watched the whole game and it was a boring, drab thing because you probably have seen some of the games from years ago the pitches were dreadful they were like oh, yeah. the time. and it was just like hoofing the ball up a cow field yeah, yeah. watching thinking hoping for a five goal thriller and it's yeah it was the pitches were dreadful then. Mm. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, well, bring it back to your uh, your favorite game oh, yeah. uh favorite game let me have a thing i don't mind 
Yeah, Google then, because I can't think of any. <laughs> that City v Everton semi-final. Right. We, we went, we were 2-0 on down in aggregate, and we went 1-0 down. And we oh, yeah, they scored early on, didn't they? And we were like... We were like... Sorry now. <laughs> we were like, we never, we never, never leave games early. But we were like, we might That's have, right, to, yeah. have to go with this one. But then we turned it around straight away, and we were like, all right, cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah, can you, can you remember that? Yeah, that one's a good one. That one. Like I say, we just uh, we don't expect to come back once we go behind. <laughs> so it was exciting. It was certainly exciting to to actually. I know, I know you say get our way back into it. Yeah, I know you say you like the Hamburg match because of the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I, I remember now, that was the match where it's like, they just wanted to get people in. So it was like five quid for adults and a quid for kids. Yeah, because it was me, you and uh, Mark and Natalie came as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were in the corner. Um, and the atmosphere, I just, I was so shocked. Yeah. <laughs> Mark and Natalie don't come to games. Well, they came to that one and it was a fantastic atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> they were like made up, weren't they? Yeah, I remember being absolutely fuming after that match because I was like, well, because you were like, oh, we, but we won. And I was like, but we won. I lost an aggregate. <laughs> I was fuming. I was, like, positives. <laughs> I was like, but we lost an aggregate. Come on. Yeah. I guess, I guess uh, um, you'll have more memories of when you took me to match. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like blow the whistle and that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. So there was a match that we went to, City v Birmingham. It was before, was it? Yeah. Oh, what, match, what match was? What was it? it was a Hughes in charge. Was it what? Was, was, was Hughes in charge? No, it was before then. But anyway, I think it, it was, I think was it Stuart Pearce or Ericsson or something like that. I think it was Ericsson. And we were playing Birmingham, and uh, we were winning one now. And ninetieth minute, I get up and I'm like, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, ref, because I was desperate for a salute. It was like just a Premier League game against Birmingham or something. Scream at top of my voice. I'm at the top. I'm in the third tier, as if the referee can hear me. Yeah. I'm bawling my like my guts out. We eventually won, but what were you then? Uh, so if it, if I was about seven or eight. Yeah, maybe nine. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was so stressed. I was so stressed out. I was like, "We gotta win this game." Uh, I can understand that though. It does get does get stressful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember my first game as well was City City v Aston Villa. Uh, you probably remember that. We went with Mark and Nat again. We lost it <laughs> now. All right, great. <laughs> um, and we're in the third tier, but yeah, it was a bit of a miffing first game. But I wasn't, I wasn't really. Into you're saying third tier? You mean third tier of the stand? Yeah. Not third tier of the <laughs> leagues. Oh, Not yeah. there anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, no. We were in the prem at that point. <laughs> um, so it's turned into the history of Ben's city, this, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it's, it's probably. Well, no, it's Synonymous with mine, really. Yeah. Or yeah. It's, like, it's like with my, my dad when we had him on. Like, that was obviously the bits that he spoke about, but there was obviously a lot of things that me and him have experienced. Yeah, so yeah. I understand the more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think now. Uh, 
Yeah. Villa. Villa. Yeah, we lost. It was rubbish. <laughs> but, we have a list of games we've been to a bunch, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because we've got the history of what games we've been to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but didn't, didn't we go to one... I can't remember if we went to one before it or after it. It was with Mark's then girlfriend's family. Oh, yeah, yeah. Southampton. Yeah, 1 3 1 against Southampton. But it was, yeah. it was, we were sat behind the goal and it was rubbish. Um, I can't remember if that was before or after. Um, but yeah, uh, interesting times. Mm. Yeah. Well, have you managed to think about your uh, favourite game yet? Out of those. Out of those, oh, no, just, yeah, any, anything you want. I can't, there's nothing that stands out particularly. Uh, they all that good? But, <laughs> <laughs> well, they all tend to sort of, are similar in the end, aren't they? When you, yeah. yeah. I've not, not been to a, you know, thrash Sunday nine mil or something, you know. Um, mm. But you do you do remember outstanding performances. Mm. Well, I mean that basically leads me on to something else I had noted down was your five favourite city players of all time. You've got some already, so Colin Bell is probably the first one that mm-hmm. really appealed um to me. Um King Cladsey was superb mm. and Ilano was fantastic. Um, obviously, De Bruyne now. Oh. And they're all, they all seem to be midfielders, aren't they? <laughs> what about David Silva? Oh, I suppose, yeah, I'm going to have to put him in because <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Yeah. But they're, they're all midfielders, you know, midfield maestros, and that's the sort of football I love. If, yeah. they, if they get the ball and distribute it and it's not all about just the you know the goals goal scorers mm. um, when they can you know pick a ball up and ping it across the field to right to the foot of some of a player that's fantastic and yeah. then they always um, contribute as well with goals Colin Bell scored quite a lot of goals for City um, mm. so yeah that's probably about it is that five? <laughs> <laughs> that's five yes um, what about uh, for your favourite game? What about our favourite memory? Um, you, do you, I remember you talking to me about um, Saviour QPR because I, I, I was playing for Reddish Balkans at the time. We had a presentation, we were listening to it on the radio. Oh, bloody hell, yeah. yeah. You're throwing it back now, Ben. That, you mean the last game of the season? When we the last game of the season, yeah, 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 off, yeah, that's got to be, yeah, favorite game, two <laughs> <laughs> one down against QPR, yeah, because we I, I head in hands thinking what the hell we're gonna say to all these United fans that are gonna be gloating at two one. I went to bed. I was like, yeah. no, and I we we got back from your presentation mm. the match was still going it was 2-1 90 minutes were up and I'm thinking typical city the same. amount of gloating from the United fans is going to be unbearable mm. but and I'd sort of written it off and the next minute I hear all this cheering 
And I'm thinking, what's going on here? I'm thinking United have just secured it or something. And I couldn't believe it. How can they score two? Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. And um, when you rewatch the Aguero's goal, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, I forgot his name now, the header. Gecko. Gecko's header got us back into it, but you just still thought, nah. that's, even, that's made it worse. You yeah. know, we've lost yeah. by nothing. And, uh, and then for Aguero to score, I mean, you can probably live on that one moment alone yeah. forever with yeah. the United City sort of rivalry because that was such a moment. Just playing that clip. <laughs> Would you say that was your... If- your standout goal for, for Man City, your favourite goal as well. Maybe yeah, that, that Aguero one. I mean, it's a bit like the you know when in Brazil when they, they score goals and it's the commentators go absolutely ballistic and mad. And it was the same for that because it just for the whole season to come down to the yeah. last kick in the game virtually, and it was City <laughs> against United. It just it'll never. Happen. Okay. Never happened. Downstairs because the computer was in the room. Now I came yeah. outside the computer thinking, "Oh, we've lost." And then it said three two. And I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just put, put my head around the door with all the shouting, thinking, "Oh, you know, this is United celebrating and the mm. last blue shirts on the on the TV and the, and they're running around." Yeah. Going crazy, and I thought, "What's going on?" It was like confusing. Just didn't expect yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. That was obviously Scott did the favourite game. I guess um, <laughs> if you if you're talking about maybe a favourite moment when you're younger, you could talk about the Dennis Law back heel. Yeah. Oh, is that? It's not really that good because it, it wasn't for the title or anything. It sent United down, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they spoke to Dennis Law afterwards. He said he didn't want to score. Yeah. <laughs> he just backheeled it to, to give it to the keeper. Yeah, yeah. The keeper didn't expect it, and it rolled in, and that sent United down that year. And it was, yeah. you know, obviously, Dennis Law was a Man United legend, so for him to do that against... Yeah. Like, City, what? yeah. <laughs> What's going on there? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I've I've never been one to be, um, you know. Some the, every club's got these type of fans that you know really give it out and what have you. Yeah. When you know one team has a bit of bad luck or you know they lose or whatever, and and they start giving it out. There's, there's banter, and then there's, when it gets a bit more than that, it's, it just spoils it all, really. Well, it's, it's that same way. It's never as bad as it seems. It's never as good as it seems, sort of thing. Yeah. 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 I appreciate good football from wherever it comes. So, um, obviously, I'd like it to be City, and, and De Bruyne certainly su- supplies the mm. fantastic football. And yeah. I mean, I think... A couple of years ago, City has been the most sublime football I've ever seen in the Premier League. Mm. You know, the, the way they were just passing, and it was absolutely pinpoint, beautiful football. It was silky as you want. Uh, and they were just running away with every game. Every game was like 4-0, 5-0, and it was mm. just, just like 
this is another another class altogether. Um, but if there's any team can play like that, it's lovely to watch, whichever team it is. So, uh, I always appreciated Arsenal when Wenger was there early 2000s and they were they were very, very good. Mm. One of the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess uh, it's uh, difficult for us now because back then we had company. It's just, we had company to give us that solid base. Yeah. So it allowed us to do all that stuff and we still do, but we don't have the solid base, so it just yeah. doesn't... Mm. Yeah, well, yeah I, I mean, I was, I was going to ask you guys about how you thought last season went without company. <laughs> it was awful, wasn't it? Our defence. So. It speaks for itself, doesn't it? I mean, we losing nine games because the defence just wasn't organised. No. So you had players that were doing the best, but there were there was no cohesion there, so. Nobody was organising them to say, right, you just set up like this, you go, you know, you stay back. You... So they're all doing their own thing. And it was leaving gaps all over the place. And teams knew about that straight away. They were like, oh, right, City, we'll just soak them up for a bit. And then as soon as we get a chance, we'll ping it over there. There's going to be gaps at the back. And there always was. Hmm. So it only takes one or two, you know, quick balls up to the front for the opposition and we're struggling like mad. Right, Pulisic. Chasing against Mendy. Yeah. Pretty much. It's just, <laughs> like, we, we dominate teams. Yeah. Don't finish the chances. As soon as they get one or two. <coughs> oh. So, yeah. So. Well, we've been to a lot of City games now where the, the frustration level is unbelievable because you, City have got the quality. They get it up to the the edge of the area and they're passing it back and forward from left wing to right wing across the top of the area and back again and back again because they can't find a way through because you know it's like a 11 man defence and then suddenly they lose the ball it's a quick attack and we're struggling Um, a lot of teams have done that Uh, we haven't found a way to deal with it well yeah because we don't like well, we, we had company that enabled us to cope with it better. Yeah. But now we don't. It's just we, we can't cope with it. Yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah. We, have, we, don't, we haven't got the quality. I mean, there was a couple of players uh, that just haven't got the pace. Mm. So anybody with a little bit of pace on the opposition, they were around the back straight away. Yeah. And... So you guys just think Kudabali will be the solution? Oh, definitely. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Two different answers. I don't know enough about him, you see. But Ben yeah. is on his whole work and he reckons he's worth 85 million. Well, not 85, but 35, <laughs> I think, you know, what? get three or four seasons out of him. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. But, it, it, yeah, it's... it's um, I think... Because it was the last match we went to was City v United, th- uh, second leg yeah. of the uh, League Cup. <laughs> we lost 1-0. Yeah. But it was the same again. We absolutely dominated them. Yeah, we did. Didn't finish the chances. They get one chance to score. Yeah. It, yeah. 
And I'll, I'll basically my saying on this, it was a story of our season. Next time we get a merch, we're putting fat on it. The story of our season. <laughs> <laughs> he says it every every podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, sorry, oh, sorry, I interrupted. No, no, carry on. Have you got another question? Um, uh, apart from Kuda Bali. Is there a player in the world, apart from Lionel Messi as well, that you think would help you secure first this season? Any centre back that's decent. <laughs> just a, just yeah. a centre back. Yeah, yeah, Dad, what do you think? Yeah, a centre back. And we, for some reason, when Aguero is not. Oh, yeah. True. Um, if he's injured and he tends to pick up injuries at least one or two a season, so we're missing for probably 10 or 12 games a season. And those games, we really struggle to get any penetration in, in attack. So, like I said before, when, when they get it up to the edge of the area and they're passing back and forth, Aguero's the one that makes the run. Nobody else does it. Yeah. And so, so you think Jesus isn't enough then? No, he doesn't do it. He, we need somebody not, who's got a little bit more about just making that quick darting run, diagonal run or whatever it is. So it would have been silver at the time to dink it's it. That, it's not that Jesus is a bad player. He's not. Just, he's not Aguero. No. <laughs> Aguero scores one or two chances, goal. With Jesus, it's got to be four or five chances. Mm. Yeah, it's just the difference. He's not, he's not as ruthless. So I don't know if there's a, a striker in the sort of Aguero mould that, that can do that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're hoping that Werner could be our Aguero for the future. Because, mm. I mean, the numbers are high with Werner, but I mean, Aguero is it's kind of almost on his own section in the Premier League, to be honest. In terms yeah. of thinking about great strikers, because yeah. you had Henri, who was just technical masterclass. You had Shearer, who was just a beast. Then you have people like oh, who else do we have down in this, these things? Rooney. Rooney. He was. He just had the best bright boot of probably any player in the Premier League at one point. Mm. Uh, it's just different player, isn't he? And he's. I guess it's also because he's not European, maybe, that he doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah. But he is by far one of the best strikers. The, the highest that non... Is it highest non-EU player? Yeah. Uh, goal scorer, sorry, yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, so, I mean, that speaks for itself. Um, yeah. And the injuries he gets as well, it's... Yeah, I mean, you even touched on it. He gets injured once or twice a season and still racks up the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Which, fingers crossed for the season for you guys, and I guess probably not for me. I probably haven't got my fingers crossed, but he's, <laughs> he's not injured this season because it would, I think it would basically yeah. secure your your title. Yeah. If he yeah. doesn't get injured all season. Well, even without a centre-back? Uh, centre-back. I'm saying even if you know, I'm saying send it back if Aguero does get injured like once or twice this season. Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if Aguero is fully fit, you've got Ake, you've got Laporte. Mm. 
if Aguero is bagging in two goals a game like he normally does when he plays. Yeah. Oh, it is a is a fact. Me, me and my dad went to the first ever Champions League game. Which City Champions League game? Yeah. To uh, City v Napoli, we drew one all. Uh, um, it was it was an alright game. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we just went. It was the first Champions League game. <laughs> yeah, that must have been good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I mean, um, City fans don't like UEFA, so it, <laughs> it always gets booed the Champions League anthem now. Which I, mean, <laughs> I, I do understand it. Um, to be fair, but a little yeah. bit less than you guys. You guys have more of a <clears throat> City in general have a lot more of a disdain towards. UEFA and vice versa. Yeah. Well, as well I mean, as well as. I mean, they already they're already booing it because of the fine they got uh, in 2014. But when the fans are back now, they'll be booing it even more because of that ban and that only got. Uh, they didn't even get a ban. Basically, well, they got, I know, but like they're still going to be fuming about it because we got still, the ban. You didn't get the ban. Because <laughs> it, it was fuming about because it, it like they still said we were banned in the end. No, yeah. The fact that you got nothing from, like, from two years down to no ban. You got a fine. <laughs> We've had this conversation before. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a strange one. That well, the, the reason why we still got fined is because we were we didn't cooperate enough, apparently. Mm. But, but they didn't find any, anything wrong or some of it was time barred, but we didn't, um, like we didn't block it, but we didn't cooperate properly. So we were like, well, you, you weren't cooperating, so there's the fine. I see. Um, I see. For, not, for not acting in good faith, I guess, in cooperating with the... Oh. Oh. <laughs> He's back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, you got another question? Uh, I don't have you. No. Right, is there, uh, Stuart? Is there anything? Well, yeah, I've got a little question. Is there anything that you can think of that is something that maybe fans who aren't <clears throat> City fans will maybe not know about? Anything history-wise that quite a fun fact maybe that you can think of? Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got one. Go on. Uh, well, actually, I might have said this to you before. I'll say it anyway. Uh, so, in for City, um, their classic sort of kit, uh, home kit, away kit, whatever is obviously blue home kit and then the classic is either the maroon or a, a black and red stripe mm -hmm. and that comes the black and red stripe comes from is it malcolm allison mm. he believed because ac milan were a successful team at the time that if we wore the same colors as ac milan we would win and we we did actually win but that's why it's uh, like a, one of our historical away kits now well because you wore a, a replica kit in a cup game recently, didn't you? Well, a couple of years ago. I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. Because you know, I know we we wore a replica of our cup. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, that kit this season, which was gold and blue. 
Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I was a nice kid, to be fair. Yeah. I, thought, I think you, I think you guys did something similar once. Yeah, I thought. Oh, was Community Shield, not this year, last year. Yeah, it might have been. And we wore like that blue, uh, plain one. Maybe yeah, like that uh, red and black away kit comes from. Uh, Malcolm Allison believing that we would win with AC Milan's kit and we did win <coughs> so you know might have worked what's going yeah. on with that United Zebra thing oh that's a, that's a whole new video that <laughs> I mean our, our third kit and Chelsea's third kit is awful as well yeah I mean I think City have the best one out of the bunch if I'm going to be honest yeah I mean yeah probably uh, yeah, I'd say your third kit's much nicer than ours. Mm. I mean, Crystal Palace think it's their kit, basically. Because <laughs> it basically is. <laughs> I mean, United's kit doesn't look as bad with the black and black shorts and socks. But aren't they selling it with the stripy shorts? Yeah, they're selling, selling it with stripy shorts and socks. It's a bit weird. It's very odd, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get how... With kits, right? They must realise that keeping it classic, keeping it original, yeah, going down these weird, looking like kits of other clubs, looking like prison jumpsuits and stuff like that, isn't a good idea. Yeah. yeah well, it's like the third kit is always the one where they're like, "Yeah, sack it, we'll do that." Crazy, yeah. yeah. They get to be creative with it. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you must. But there's some third kits which are really nice. I thought our third kit last season with the uh, mm. the black one with the orange collar was really yeah. nice, but yeah. they can't do it multiple years in a row. Yeah. I mean, uh, our home kit is okay, but our away kit is really nice this season. Uh, it's that uh, black one. Kieran's got it. He's, oh, he's, yeah, 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 yeah. The black one, yeah. 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 Um, Chelsea's home and away kit, fine. My mum did say, put on the, the chat yesterday, uh, it looks like the Chelsea players are wearing pyjamas in their away kit. Uh, did she not like the away kit then? <laughs> it looks like they're wearing pyjamas. <laughs> the home kit's alright though. Yeah, the home kit's nice. I I've mean, got a like, black trim. Yeah, it's been um, rinsed for having three on it, like with three, two and all that. I know, but I think, you know... It's still a nice kit. It's, still it's a, nice a nice kit, kit and... Sometimes it's better than having like Emirates or Yokohama Tire and like a massive yeah, yeah. word plastered across your chest. I mean, they could have made the three a lot smaller, but yeah. at the same time, it's just it's, it's yeah. less in your face, not, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure about the um, Liverpool home kit this season with the green. I know they've done it before. Uh, I don't mind it personally. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you think, Stuart. Oh, I'm back. Please back. Back. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I used to um, really like slightly different kits. Mm. When I was um, Ben's. Well, <laughs> younger than that. When I was at school, I used to try and get an unusual kit rather than just going for a, a city kit or whatever. Yeah. So I remember buying a Crystal Palace kit, which was. I don't know if I've used it recently. It was a white shirt with a diagonal red and blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah they had that as the away kit recently. Was it? I, I bought that when I was about 12 or something <laughs> like that. I had Sports Centre. 
Um, we're like, yeah, this should be cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bags, and this is bad, are buying a United kit because it was really nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you, I don't think you'd catch me and Ben wearing shirts of other teams. <laughs> no, but I, like I remember reading, uh, maybe not when my dad was young, but maybe just before then, that sort of extreme rivalry between City and United wasn't really a thing because the people who went to the games were the workers. Yeah, yeah. Who just went to the games to for, to see the match, just have a good time, mm. have a break. So the workers would just go to watch either team. It was only after sort of the workers went to different places and started just to go in one team because it was and getting more expensive and all that sort of stuff. That the rivalry became a thing and obviously they moved further apart and mm. the stadiums. So that's uh I guess that's your excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the kit. Yeah. <laughs> it was white and it had some kind of Stri- just a stripe going down one side. I can't remember what it was. I mean, cities. Uh, I mean, a classic third kit of cities is the white with the red and black sash. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was very similar to that, the Crystal Palace one. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, obviously red and blue the sash. Yeah, we had. I, I know. An Ajax kit actually. Yeah, yeah. Know it was Ajax, but I loved the kit because. At Hyde Sports Centre, they used to have all the kits up on the wall in the, you know, on the back, and I thought that kit's brilliant. I'm having it. <laughs> it was Ajax with the big red thing down the centre. Did you have a Napoli one at one point? I had a Napoli one, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. <laughs> but like with that, with that Liverpool one, uh, I just, I just, if that kit, if it was just a white collar, it would look so smart. But with that, I know they've done the green. Um, in the past, previously, like, um, but I just, yeah, it's not for me. Yeah. yeah, I can I can see where you're coming from. I mean, for me, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't really take away from the fact that it is a nice kit. Like, yeah, yeah, well, no, it's not bad, but yeah, it's so much better if it's just white. Oh no, I, I understand your point fully. Um, what about England's kit? I thought that was quite nice, both away and home. I don't I don't like the badge being in the middle. In case. Don't. I don't like badges being in the middle. Can't stand oh, it. I like it. It looks classic. It looks old school. If if it was like the normal badge and stuff, fantastic. Classic, yeah, whatever. But I just like it's an alright kit, but it would be so much better if the badge wasn't in the middle for me. This is where I'm gonna completely disagree with you. I I don't like <laughs> I don't, I don't like badges in the middle. What about you, Dad? It's uh, not mother at all. But that's like, yeah, it's a kit. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a fan. <laughs> the away kit's all right. Yeah. Changed it up, haven't they? They've done a blue one instead of red. Yeah, I like, I like it. Yeah, it's not bad. Seventeen um, rubbish. <laughs> oh, those games are awful. That, that game was so good. Look at the team sheet, and it's just poor, isn't it? It's not the best we can do. Yeah, I mean, he's he's obviously ex- experimenting because the Nations League. And we spoke about this. The Nations League is a competition, but it's basically friendly, well, yeah. basically a friendly. It's replacing friendly, so yeah. he's he's uh, like testing stuff out and stuff, but. Like, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we can get to something, we can win it, we can win it. It's like, 
compare that team to the strongest France team or the strongest? I just think it, they should be. I mean, is it, are you saying that they're just using it as a bit of a, you know, let's find out what sort of players we've got and they're not really bothered about the competition? I mean, well, I think, think Ben thinks so, certainly. I, no, yeah. I think, I, think I, mean, I, I hope so, because, I mean, I'd like to think certain players should have been playing if they're at their best playing. Uh, maybe he'll change it later on now that he's seen people play in the Premier League. It seemed like it was kind of rewarding, like uh, Calvin Phillips and Ward Prowse for mm-hmm. a good season. Get a coach. Putting the better player in the team. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, playing that as a proper full international and going all out to win it, picking yeah, the yeah. best team. Yeah, it's what you were saying, Tom. Start yeah. putting a few players on just to give them a bit of extra. Yeah, exactly. That's what you were thinking, It's still a competition, which I, I completely understand. But I, like, for me, I would be like, oh, we have to, we should go out and try and win this. But I think he's treating it as friendlies in that. Um, but yeah. it's a bit odd for me that they should be, they should be trying to win that. Mm. Um, <laughs> And it, for me, it starts to question, I don't, well, it's probably too early, but I think Southgate's time as England manager might be shorter than we think if he carries on doing that. He's, he's an all right, he's an all right manager, but it's, it's not like, you don't, you don't look at him and think, there's a Euro coming here, as a World Cup, you know, it doesn't, you know, you know like obviously, yeah, you know, the about the the more excited about the players, yeah. possibly being able to carry the team more than the manager mm. sorting it out, maybe. Because yeah. he, he suits the, the setup to Southgate because he understands the way the FA work and stuff, which well, is the same like, like Tottenham at United, but that doesn't yeah. mean that they're a good manager. That's what they, some United fans have been saying to us. Mm. They are what they were worried about this season. Yes. Yeah. He's done all right, but is it, this week, this season will show if he's a good enough manager. It's the same with Southgate. The last the last World Cup we did fantastic, but the, there was that factor of they were like, yeah, we're going to try and win this last game against uh, Belgium in the group stage. But like, really on the slide, they were like, we want to lose this so we get an easier draw. Mm. Um, and that's so we got because we got an easier draw, we got to the semis. And I guess you have to be clever like that in tournaments and stuff. But mm, definitely. I think that was sort of a false sort of thing uh, that we got to the semis. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how this Nations League goes, and obviously, we'll see how the the Euros goes next season. And I'm sure we'll probably talk yeah. about it on the yeah. podcast. Maybe Eddie Howe should be England manager because he's yeah. Bournemouth. The Bournemouth manager, yeah, ex Bournemouth manager. Yeah, well. You, He's unbelievable. How how the hell can he (laughs) keep Bournemouth in a premiership for how long? Was it five Uh, seasons? seasons, He'd done a phenomenal job and I reckon, you know, he could do with England, with the sort of players, he could get so much out of them. Oh, definitely. I'm interested to see how he does if he goes to a bigger club with bigger players. Has he gone, well, he's not done anything yet. No, no. I think so. When when it goes south and Mourinho will be in at Tottenham. 
I reckon United might be interested, you know. If, uh, well, yeah, it's, it's, this season's kind of a make or break season for a lot of managers and yeah, teams. Poch, Pochettino's there as well, isn't he? Yep. Um, I'll I tell you who's making a sort of resurgence internationally, Italy. Yeah. Yes, do you know who's managing them now, Dad? Mancini. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doing, doing well with them. Yeah. Uh, that, that'll be handy at a tournament, I think. Well, they're, they're a tournament, yeah. tournament team. Uh, yeah. They uh, yeah. always play, uh, like, always up it in the tournaments, uh, in the tournament games. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, I think we've had a, a good show. It's been an honour to have you on, Stuart. Uh, really interesting. You know a lot about Manchester City back in the day. Obviously, it's nice to have you on as uh, Ben's dad and as we've had my dad on before. And I'm definitely sure we'll have you on again in the future. And uh, hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, great stuff. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you guys next Thursday at 4pm. If you enjoyed the video, uh, leave, please leave a like and subscribe if you are new around here. And well, yeah, we'll see you guys next week at Thursday at 4pm.